You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. everybody welcome back to another episode of mikey's anti 500 with me your host mikey manfredi thank you all again for joining me on my race through the independent wrestling scene now let's jump right into it with the next 10 matches first up we have a match between priscilla kelly and heather monroe from title match wrestling and this is for the hurricane pro women's championship from queens of the ring 2 this match was one of my first uh one of my first watches of priscilla kelly and definitely my first watch of heather monroe and both of these superstars were great uh they had a uh, great match together they were funny in the beginning it started out a little for a title match it started out a little slow um and it was a little more silly than you would expect for a title match but it definitely picks up towards the end and um becomes like really it, it gives it that title match feel and the seriousness gets there and it starts to feel like a really really good wrestling match uh, like i said there's lots of talking between the two they're going back and forth uh yelling stuff at each other uh here's a few clips it's interesting that she would protest let's uh let's catalog back a few months and uh hop in the delorean if 10 on the landing and then slaps the taste out of the challenger's mouth But yeah, like I said, this match started off a little silly, but then it gets to the seri- it gets to a serious feel. Um, there's a point where Priscilla Kelly uh, tweaks her knee again, which has been a lingering injury going into this match, and she sells it really well throughout the whole rest of the match. Heather Monroe does some nice heel work uh, throughout this match and really, really solidifies the whole heel face dynamic between the two. Uh, in the end, though, Heather Monroe does take advantage of that knee injury and wins the match and retains her Hurricane Pro Women's Championship. I gave this match three meatballs out of five because it was just it was a solid wrestling match. Uh, there was nothing crazy spectacular about it. There was no big, huge, uh, giant spots or anything. It was um, it was a good wrestling match and it was very entertaining to watch. Um, I gave it three meatballs. Next up. We have a match from Defiant Wrestling. We have Martin Kirby 
versus Will Ospreay, and oh my god, this match was a banger. This match was so, so, so good. It it continues solidifying my newfound love for Will Ospreay and how awesome and crazy he is and how his, how insane his wrestling style is. And I also found I also found interest in Martin Kirby. Uh, he immediately made an impact on me when he came out in Kirby gear, which I thought was really cool. I'm a big video game nerd, so seeing... I love when wrestlers come out in video game themed gear. It just really, it really warms my heart. My, my pixelated video game heart. Yeah, so Martin Kirby's Kirby gear was great. Osprey is just a bullet, man. He, he moves. He's so fast. Like I said, this match was nuts. Uh, they were back and forth all match. There were, there were crazy reversals. There was Osprey's doing flipping stunners. There Kirby hitting crazy kicks while Osprey's upside down. Osprey hits a through the ropes tornado DDT. Kirby hits a suicide dive. It is a barricade. They are just going back and forth, and it's such a crazy match to watch. This is this match is adrenaline fueled and going a hundred miles an hour the whole time. And I couldn't. And it was just in, in crazy wrestling. And I don't know how two men can go like that for so long. Uh, this match was great, but it does have to end like all good things do. And this match ends when Martin Kirby reverses an Oz cutter into a backslide pin and gets the one, two, three on Will Ospreay. Uh, this match was great. I it really showcases both both men and how great they both are. And I have never seen a Martin Kirby match before this, and I definitely can't wait to see more. Um, he was really, really cool, and I was really, really into this match a lot. And I can't wait to watch more of both of these guys. So, this match from WCPW Loaded 7, I gave five, five meatballs, five spicy meatballs, the full five. This match was insane. This match was awesome. I loved every second of it, and I couldn't take my eyes off of the action. So, I gave this match the full five meatballs. You should definitely watch it when you get the chance. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And I highly recommend both of these two superstars if you've never seen them before. After that five spicy meatball match, we have a contender for another one. Right up next, we have Marty Skrull versus Nick Aldis from NWA for the NWA World's Championship for the in the Crockett Cup 2019. So in this match, Marty Skrull challenges Nick Aldis for the 10 pounds of gold. And this match is crazy. I really, really like this match. Uh, the ref, the ref kind of gives it an old school feel when he gives both the competitors a uh, uh, a little bit of a rules talk before the match starts, which is very, very interesting and very cool. I've never seen it before, and it really gave it like an old school like boxy type, like boxing kind of feel, um, which I get. I guess is what the NWA usually shoots for, and they nailed it. So here's a clip. Brian Hebner, and now with the pre-match instructions, the legendary Tony Young. Gentlemen, I've already gone over the instructions with you in your respective dressing rooms. You know what the rules are. This is a title match, but it's a wrestling match. Please remember that. You are wrestling for this title. You're not fighting. So please have a great match. The people came to see you guys wrestle, not us referee. So make the best of it. Okay? This match has great work from both competitors. Um, 
Marty Skrull's kind of playing the face in this match a little bit because he's kind of playing the underdog who just wants to win some gold. And Nick Aldis is playing the, the cocky the cocky championship the cocky champion. And this match just really shows off both of these guys in like a incredible, incredible way. Uh Mar- Marty Skrull gets away with some of his uh classic tactics. He at one point in the match he pretends that uh Camille, uh Nick Aldis's uh manager, he pretends he uh she tripped him and gets her kicked out of ringside. Uh and he has this big grin on his face uh, when he realizes that it worked, and he he got he really snuck one past everybody, and it was really really funny, uh, and really really cool to see Marty Skrull doing this thing as the villain. So Nick Aldis uh, got really mad after that, and he ended up bringing some hardware into this uh, match with with a table from under the ring with a table right from ringside. He clears it off, choke slams Marty Skrull through it, and really. Really starts putting a beating on Marty Skrull throughout the rest of this match. He he's dominating a lot of uh, Nick Aldis is dominating a lot of this match. Marty Skrull ends up coming back and busting Nick, Nick Aldis open at some point. And then this is when after they both get their licks in and start dominating the match, this is when the back and forth happens and the end of the match is just reversal here, reversal there. It's Marty. It's Marty. It's got Marty Skrull's name. It's got Nick Aldis's name on it. They are just going back and forth, back and forth, beating the absolute crap out of each other for this title they are pulling every stop they can out of the book all this hits a tombstone scroll hits a crossroads there's just finisher after finisher they're trying to do whatever they can to win that title and in this chaos the ref ends up taking a bump which leads camille to run down to the ring to try to help aldous out but aldous stops her in their tracks and aldous sends camille to the back and says, no, I want to do this one on my own. I want to take down Marty Skrull by myself. And that was a really, really cool twist to this match that I never really saw coming. Especially with how uh, how cocky Nick Aldis was being the rest of this match. It was a really cool turn it took to, to see him just do it himself. To see him want to do it himself rather than get, rather than get an assist from Camille. But in the end, Nick Aldis retains his 10 pounds of gold beating Marty Skrull via tap out and this match was all this match was crazy this match was absolutely insane they both put their absolute everything into this match and you could really tell how much how how much they were willing to give for this one and how how dedicated they were to this match and how incredible and it also showed how incredibly Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull work together. Uh, I really like this match. I gave it five spicy meatballs out of five. That's right. Two in a row. Two incredible, incredible matches in a row, back to back. This match got five spicy meatballs. I loved it. I was into it. Every false finish got me. I was just on the edge of my seat this whole time. I never really knew who was going to win. So this match gets a five from me. Two in a row this week. After that, we have another. We have a match from the United Wrestling Network, and it is RJ City versus David Arquette. So I came across. I decided to watch this match because I was listening to uh, another wrestling podcast called Kind of Fun off of the last podcast on the Left Network with Ben Kissel and Katie Dirks, and I listened to an episode where they interviewed RJ City, and he. He hooked me in. Uh, he seemed like a really cool guy, a really genuine, 
a really genuine person who really has a special love for the wrestling business and really has a unique a unique style that he wanted to get over and a real and a style that is very uniquely his own and it really it really won it really made me want to sink my teeth into into RJ City and get into some of his matches. So I chose his match against David Arquette because I heard him talk about uh, how much he loved working with David Arquette on the podcast, and David Arquette is also an old school uh, WCW star. So this match was this match was good. Uh, there was there was some great heel work by RJ City immediately right out of the gate. David Arquette's getting up on his pedestal to, for his entrance. He's he's showing off. He's posing, uh, and RJ City runs up and just knocks him off of it. And he take and David Arquette takes a big tumble, um, and it really looks like it hurts. And then they finally bring the action back in the ring, and the bell goes off, and the match can begin. Throughout this match, there was, like I said, there was great heel work from RJ City. Really great. Uh, there was actually David Arquette was putting in some work in this match for how old he is. He was doing great, great work. There was a point where our, uh, David Arquette actually had RJ City tapping, but the re- but RJ City poked the ref in the eye by accident quote-unquote and the ref didn't see the tap so the match continued and while the ref wasn't looking of course rj city the heel goes to get a chair um but instead of hitting david arquette with it he pulls the eddie guerrero and he throws it to david arquette and lays down then they just do this back and forth back and forth until the ref gets up and then while the ref is putting away the chair they both low blow each other and there was just a lot of fun there was like there was a lot of fun spots in this match as well as just good clean heel work and face work between both these competitors it was just good it was a good solid match i gave it three meatballs out of five it was just fun to watch it was really cool to see rj city in action for the first time i was really excited to watch this match especially after i heard uh so much about him on this on kind of fun um yeah so that was cool next up we have a match from wrestle circus that is very close to my heart we have orange cassidy versus gentleman Jervis. Now, I say this match is close to my heart because I am in love with both of these competitors. Orange Cassidy is one of my new favorite, one of my new favorites who sprung up recently in AEW. I saw him in that battle royal, just like probably a lot of people did, and I jumped right into his work. Uh, and this match was the first, the first match in the independent scene I watched with Orange Cassidy, and it really solidified my love for these guys, for Orange Cassidy, and, uh, gave me a newfound love in gentleman jervis this was this match was my first independent orange cassidy match and my first ever gentleman jervis match as well so this match i don't think i've ever had a wrestling match ever make me laugh as hard as this one this match was just great this match between the two uh ended up being for the wrestle circus sideshow championship and i that 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 put it over the top for me that made it that made this match go from good to great uh that it was for a title and i love watching both of these two wrestle and i would have been happy with whoever won uh, they both they both deserve the heck out of this title, uh, and I had just the most fun I've had watching a wrestling match in in a while. Uh, watching these two guys, watching these two guys do their thing, it was really really funny. There was just there's great great moments all around. I way too many to name because. The, with these two guys in the ring, of course, there's going to be great moment after great moment after great moment. There was one moment where uh, Jervis was trying to pull Orange Cassidy's hands out of his pockets, but he couldn't. Uh, Orange Cassidy loses his sunglasses, then Jervis picks it up and puts them back on him. 
the crowd ends up the crowd uh there was a moment where they were chanting holy shit but there was kids in the crowd so they ended up chanting holy poop instead um orange cassidy just starts rolling underneath gentleman jervis while he's bouncing off the while he's running the ropes just underneath 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 and he just eventually lays there and jervis keeps hopping over him there like i said there's so many great 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 moments in this match and definitely the favorite of mine is when jervis picks orange cassidy's running the ropes and jervis catches him and it looks like he's gonna he's gonna spin him into a bit into a into a sidewalk slam but instead he holds him holds him holds him and starts rocking him to sleep and orange cassidy ends up getting put to sleep for real and jervis goes for the pin and orange cassidy rolls over on his side and kicks out of it and he while while all still asleep uh then jervis goes under the ring and he gets a pillow and a blanket and he puts it on orange cassidy and tries to make and gets him to sleep more and then while the ref is counting he gets a sneeze jervis tries to hold it in and the ref sneezes, Orange Cassidy wakes up, and then this match just goes into overdrive. Once Orange Cassidy wakes up and kips up from that, the match just goes into absolute overdrive. And these two just start throwing each other back and forth, and it turns into a real good wrestling match. In the end, though, G- Gentleman Jervis wins with a roll-up on Orange Cassidy and becomes the new Wrestle Circus Sideshow Champion. Uh, this match was great. I if you if you like comedy wrestling and if you like Orange Cassidy if you like Gentleman Jervis or any of these competitors I highly 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 recommend this match I cannot recommend it enough it was one of the most fun matches I've ever seen in a in a wrestling ring uh, and I gave it five meatballs just because it just really made me feel happy and it really brought a big smile on my face and it I was laughing the whole way through um, it was really really awesome to see these two guys go and to see these two guys do their thing with each other and how well they played off of each other it was just really really cool next up we have another match from defiant wrestling for the wcpw world championship at exit wounds 2017 we have will osprey again we have will osprey yes will osprey again versus drew galloway or for those of you who are who are like me and are WWE marks and who have only watched main roster stuff? It is Drew McIntyre, formerly known as Drew Galloway. Uh, this match was another another great, incredible showing for both competitors. Uh, this was another match where someone came out with video game inspired gear. Osprey, the aerial assassin, comes out with uh, Agent Forty Seven gear from Hitman. Uh, that was really really cool. Osprey starts this match off by attacking Drew before before he's done with his entrance and before the bell rings, and it just starts off insane. They, he immediately starts off just beating him down, throwing him to the outside. There's a, there's a bit where Drew Galloway just picks up Osprey and just throws him into the front row. Then Osprey hits a big suicide dive onto Galloway and then does a frog slash from the top rope over over into the front row. It's just this match starts off insane and just keeps going and there's just giant spots back and forth big kicks back and forth giant moves back and forth from these two guys it's really really awesome they're both amazing competitors and i love watching them both osprey's got some great heel work in this match drew's got some just great drew mcintyre work in this match you can't really tell if it's heel or face work though because he kind of does a little bit of both 
There's one point where he's hyping up the crowd, and there's another point where he's flipping off the referee. You can never tell. In this match, both superstars definitely put on a clinic. They were absolutely destroying each other. Uh, they were doing everything in their power to just make sure the other stayed down for that three count, and none of them would. Uh, they were both incredibly resilient in this match, and they both took a hell of a beating. There was one point where uh, B. Priestley comes in, and she tries to interfere on behalf of Will Ospreay, but Drew, Drew Galloway catches her and ends up headbutting her out of the ring. Uh, that was pretty crazy. It looked like it was a big headbutt, too. Like, B. Priestley got absolutely rocked. She went to a low blow, Drew. Drew blocked it. No disqualification there because there was no physicality here. At least what the referee saw. B. Priestley is in some trouble. Galloway, headbutt. a headbutt on Priestley from the champion. Osprey goes for the Oscutter. Oscutter, no, 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 not like this, not like this. The cover, the cover from Osprey. Oh my God! Uh, there was a point where Drew back, Drew Galloway kicks out of the Oscutter, and Osprey goes for a future shock DDT, but he doesn't get it. And in the end, Drew Galloway ends up winning with a spinning future shock where he just spins Osprey round and round and round and round and round and then hits him with it and puts him down for the three count. I gave this match 4.5 meatballs out of 5 because I thought it was just awesome, a great show between both of these guys, and I really, really liked it. I really, really enjoyed watching it. And I highly recommend you should too. Uh, it's right on YouTube. Will Ospreay vs. Drew Galloway Defiant Wrestling at Exit Wounds 2017. Definitely a, a match I recommend. Next up, we have a match from TNA for the TNA Tag Team Championships at No Surrender 2010. We have the Motor City Machine Guns versus Generation Me, also known as the Young Bucks. And for clarity's sake, throughout the, the time I reviewed this match... I'm just going to call Generation Me, Max and Jeremy Buck. I'm just going to call them the Young Bucks, and I'm just going to call them Matt and Nick Jackson instead of instead of Matt and Max and Jeremy Buck uh, of Generation Me. Just, they're just going to be the Young Bucks, just just to make things easier on you guys. Everybody knows the Young Bucks. Everybody knows Matt and, Matt and Nick Jackson. So we're just going to go with that, just for simplicity's sake. This was before they were the Young Bucks, officially. Uh, this match was a great, great, great showing of how awesome tag team wrestling can be and how amazing, uh, how different and how amazing it could be from a singles match and how well two people can work together because throughout this whole match there was, it was, there was partner helping partner. There was always, there was constant tags back and forth. There was hot tags. There was big double team moves. It was great, awesome tag team wrestling and I really, really, really loved watching it. I think tag team wrestling is some of the best wrestling in the world. It really, it really is like nothing else. Uh, it's really, really awesome. And if you haven't seen anything besides a WWE tag team match, I recommend watching some indie stuff because some of the stuff that gets pulled off is really insane. Um, and it's really, really cool to see how different of a dynamic it is from WWE tag teams where it's just, it feels like sometimes they just throw two random people together and, it just happens, and they just do it, and they just, 
and it just feels like four different singles matches happening in one ring rather than a tag team match happening between two teams. That was the biggest difference I noticed. Um, this was my first foray into the Motor into the Motor City Machine Guns. I jumped into this feud. I jumped into this match because I I know that the Young Bucks have had a leg- had a legendary feud with Motor City Machine Guns. It had multiple great matches with Motor City Machine Guns. I've never seen one, so this was this is where I decided to start. Um, this match was great. This match was amazing. Both teams really put on a show, and I really liked it. Uh, this match, the the match, the match's velocity just takes off at some points. Like there's some points where it just goes so 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 fast, and it just never 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 stops, and it's just really 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 cool to see that to see how how fast everything could happen at a lot of the points. This match was just awesome. Uh, it end, It finally ends when the Motor City Machine Guns hit the Skull and Bones and win the match and retain their TNA Tag Team Championships. I gave this match four meatballs out of five because it was a great, awesome tag team match, and I really loved watching it, and it really showed me how great tag team wrestling can be. Uh, I highly recommend this match. It, like 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 all my matches, it's free on YouTube. So you should definitely go check that out if you get the chance. Next up, we have another tag match, but this time from House of Glory for the House of Glory Tag Team Championships at Extreme Warfare 2018. We have LAX versus Rich Swan and ACH. LAX are coming into this as the champions. And this match was also uh, pretty crazy. Uh, this match also showed how amazing tag teams could be and how LAX and the Young Bucks are some of the greatest tag teams in the world. It really showed off how how great... It really showed off their talents and it really showed off how well they worked together. Um, and I really loved I really loved this match. Uh, there was one part of this match, though, that really kind of put me off, and it was the camera work. It was pretty jarring throughout most of the match. It was kind of hard to watch. I will will warn you now if you do watch it. Um, a lot of a lot of shaky cameras, a lot of quick cuts on shaky cameras, and it's kind of nauseating. Uh, sometimes simpler is better, guys. So let's just chill out on the cuts, please, because it really took away from this match for me because I couldn't I I couldn't. It was hard for me to focus on it because of that reason. But if you can look past the camera work, this match was pretty great. LAX put on a great show. Rich Swan and ACH put on a great show. Uh, there was great teamwork going on between everybody in this ring. I really, really liked it. Uh, both of these guys, like I said, they put on a great show, and they both were great tag. They were both they were both working great as tag teams, and they they just these two teams just flowed off each other really well. And in the end, LAX ends up winning with a frog splash and key and retain their House of Glory tag team titles. Uh, this match was really great. Uh, I gave it four meatballs out of five. I think you should really watch it. Uh, it'll really give you a sense of how of how LAX works. For those who don't know, LAX is proud and powerful from AEW. It is Santana and Ortiz. Uh, and this is their tag team name before they became proud and powerful in AEW. Um, <laughs> sorry I missed that information. But, like I said, go watch this match if you can. House of Glory, Extreme Warfare 2018, LAX versus Rich ACH for the House of Glory tag titles. It was really, really good. Really, really great. And 
I think you guys are going to like it. Next up, we have another match from Title Match Wrestling. And it is at Ladies Night Out 4. It is Ivy Lee versus Thunder Rosa. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This match, I know... I've heard a lot of buzz about both of these uh, both of these competitors on subreddit, Twitter, on Reddit's, Twitter's, Instagram, where where have you? I've heard a lot of buzz between uh, of these two of these two superstars and how of these two wrestlers and how good they both are and how great they work and how good their matches are. So I decided to take a foray into one, and honestly, this one didn't do it for me. This one was um, so it felt a little slow. And it felt like a lot of it was kind of, it looks like they were trying to improvise a lot of the time, but it didn't really work. And it was just like, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't flow. It, it had, it had weird flow to the match. It was kind of all over the place. I wasn't really a fan. It was, it was weird to watch. The pacing was off. I couldn't really focus on what was happening. There was no huge spots. There was nothing really exciting about this match at all. Um, and then once I finally actually got into it, there was a cool reversal. I was finally into it, and it it finally looked like it was starting to pick up, and then it ended immediately. Like when the the, the first cool reversal happens, and I was so ready for it to be a nice sequence, and then it just ends instead. So yeah, it it felt it felt it felt kind of flat for me. I gave this one two meatballs out of five. Um, it was all right. I wasn't really a fan of this one. I know. I know both of these competitors are like capable of way more from what I've heard. I know I know they can both do much more than they did in this match, and I know they can both put on a great show, but I just didn't see it this time. Um so I gave this match two meatballs. And finally, to round out lap number five to our fiftieth match on Mikey's Indy five hundred. We are a tenth of the way there, folks. We're doing it. We have Kylie Ray versus Lainey Luck in Zelo Pro Wrestling to crown the inaugural Zelo Pro Women's Champion. And this match was solid. I really like Kylie Ray. We all know this. I've I love Kylie Ray. She's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um another one who was introduced to me uh from AEW. I I watched her in the triple threat and I thought she was great and I was immediately hooked. And it's sad that she did that she didn't uh things didn't pan out in AW for her, but as long as she's happy, then she's making the right choice. And I'm happy that she's happy. So this match is awesome, right down to the entrances. I will never get tired of the fact that Kylie Ray's entrance theme is just the Pokemon theme song sped up. I think that's so funny and I think it's really great and I really like I said, video game themed entrances just have a way into my heart. I think they're so cool, and Kylie Ray's will always will always stand out to me because it's just I just like hearing the Pokemon theme song. Because who doesn't? That song's a bop. We all know it. Don't try to deny it. This match was great. Uh, it starts off really quick when uh, Lainey Luck just immediately attacks Kylie Ray from behind while she's trying to while she's getting ready. Uh, right after the right after the bell rings. Uh, and they just go back and forth this whole match. Kylie's getting Kylie gets mad throughout this whole match. There's some crazy stuff happening in this. Kylie's getting mad. Lainey's getting mad. Everyone's just getting mad at each other in this match, and they just beat the crap out of each other. There's a big sunset flip where Lainey throws Kylie Ray into the turnbuckle, and they just beat the absolute crap out of each other. Um, 
Lainey was doing some really solid heel work, really getting the crowd, really getting heat on her from the crowd, who is super, 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 super behind Kylie Ray. And this match was just good. I really liked this match. It was good, a good women's match and a good wrestling match in general. Uh, Kylie Ray ends up pulling out the victory with her cross face and causing Lainey Luck to tap out to become the inaugural Zelo Pro Women's Champion. I gave this match three and a half meatballs out of five just because I really enjoyed watching it. It was really, really cool. I love Kylie Ray and Lainey Luck uh, definitely put in some good work in this match, and I will definitely be keeping an eye on her in the future. That will about wrap it up for lap number five of Mikey's Indy 500. Guys, we made it through the first tenth of the 500. We made it through the first five laps. We made it through the first tenth of my race through the Indy through the indies we are at 50 matches out of 500 we are racing ever closer uh thank you again for joining me on this journey thank you again for tuning in and listening thank you again if you sent in match suggestions uh please if please do so if you haven't to at hit the books pod on twitter or at mikey m133 on twitter you can send directly to me using the hashtag HTV500. Suggest me what indie matches I should watch, what I should review, and uh, what the match means to you. That would be great. I would love to st- uh, I would love to see any backstory you have on these matches, why they're important to you, or why a certain superstar is important to you. And don't forget to also tune in to Hit the Books every Friday, which is, our, which is my main show I do with my co-host, Ryan Knightsey, where we book an episode of SmackDown every single week. Uh, promos matches results championships we have our own roster it's our own it's our own little fantasy booking show um it's really really cool i really really appreciate it if you went and go check that out too gave that a follow well if you're if you're following this then you're following that because we're on the same feed so i really appreciate if you continue giving us a follow and spreading the word to any friends uh we all know that the greatest advertising is word of mouth so if you have any friends who like wrestling who like fantasy booking spread the word about hit the books Uh, We would really appreciate that. And that does it for this week. Thank you all again for joining me on my race through the independent scene. I can't wait to see you all next week on the sixth lap. We do another 10 matches and we throw some more meatballs out there and hopefully we get some bangers. See you next week.